one of the biggest parts is I think it's just me saying no. Yeah. I think me getting to say no about things I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could say yes to things that I did want to do mm-hmm. is what helped me. Um, and I know it sounds, it sounds so easy, but it really wasn't because I was a yes man. Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee. Or a Red Bull. And buckle up for today's episode. So... I actually met Jess briefly at uh, Peach Creek uh, Ranch Open House a while back um, and just uh, started following her and uh, was just fell in love with how authentic you are and um, your portraits are just really, they look super fun and like you guys just have a blast. And then just getting to see uh, that you guys do so many things like and I think it's so cool. Like your efficiency, you <laughs> do video, you do drone shots. Um, and then your, uh, your jewelry line is really cool. I love watching that. And you have a face care line, <laughs> like a skincare line. <laughs> you do oils. <laughs> I don't even know what else you do. But. I'm like, okay. So like literally, you know, I know a lot of people are like, how do you do all these things? <laughs> literally. It's not like, it's not because I do them. It's because it's kind of like I am them. It's like really weird. It's like, if you are like, you know, a person who loves health, like you're going to be someone of fitness, you know, obviously I don't work out, so I'm not going to go promote a gym. Right. (laughs) So like, it's, it's kind of one of those things, like whenever you're in love with something, um, you know, like I wash, I'm really like, you know, what it, like conscious about how my skin looks. So I've always been like, okay, well, uh, I need something that's vegan. That's good for the world. And like, you know, are you vegan? Um, so I am, but like vegetarian, I'm vegetarian. Okay. I eat okay. eggs. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm vegan, so I, like, and we never have, <laughs> I've never meet anybody who's vegan. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've tried to do that, but my doctor says it's not fully healthy for me. So I literally will go into like, what, what do you call it? I lose all of my iron in my body and all yeah, these yeah. things. But, um, yeah, so I needed to find something for my face because I really like sensitive skin. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it myself. So um, and that's kind of one of the things I've always done my whole life is like, you know, if I can't find it out there, just do it myself. Like, yeah, kind of one of those things. So, um, but yeah, all those things is kind of things that I care about and kind of like who I am as a person outside of photography. Um, that's one of the things I had to learn about, like, being a photographer, like, yes, I'm a photographer, but I'm so much more than that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people get stuck in like, I'm a wedding photographer. 
and that's it. And I'm like, no, you're not just a wedding photographer. You're a human. You have feelings. You have things that you love. Like yeah. explore those things. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I've definitely been stuck in that before where like, you know, I'll get asked like, what are, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? I take photos. I don't know. Like, like just yeah. any, any other day I'm taking photos too, um, which is cool. And I still do like, that's still true, but I've, um, I've had to find like, what do I love doing? Like, what are some things other than photography? Cause I, I can like immerse myself into something to where it's just like, that's going to take a hundred percent of my time and that's everything. Um, but then I lose parts of myself that, uh, I may not even realize that, you know, I really liked this thing, but you know, uh, but then I do. And, um, I don't know. I think it's, it's good to like kind of take a step back and look at yourself and like, what are the things that I'm loving? Also, I'm loving your cat just like running back and forth behind <laughs> you right now. It's awesome. She definitely like, that's uh she's chasing my other cat. I don't know. But yeah, she, she loves chasing him. And then also like just love chasing dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, so tell us a little bit about how you even got into photography in the first place and kind of where you're based, what you love to shoot and, uh, you know, a little background info about you. It's so weird. Like talking about myself is kind of weird. Um, I always usually end up changing it onto someone else. So, um, <laughs> uh, okay. So <clears throat> I'm a wedding photographer and I would say I'm in the woodlands, but I always say Houston, Texas, cause it's the main hub. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, when, when you're talking about like, what do I shoot? Like, like gear wise or like just weddings in general? Yeah. Just, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. yeah. So like weddings, I do, I pretty much do a lot of things, but when it comes to like maternity and baby and other stuff outside of weddings, it's usually only for clients that were past wedding clients. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I usually don't take on like newer people just because I don't really have time. Um, because I really love doing other things besides just photography. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I've been doing this for probably about nine years, as long as I've been married. Um, and um, I got started doing this actually just because um, I used to work at a church um, and uh, I did uh, like all of their graphic design. I did their video. And then literally just a photographer was supposed to show up for a wedding that was supposed to be at that church. And um, they were like, Jess, you know how to use a camera. Um, I was like, I can do video. <laughs> so um literally they handed me a camera i was like well it's it's almost the same thing you're just like adjusting your your white your all of your colors and white balance and exposure and you're good to go and i'm like okay well i mean i knew i could take photos i've done it before I just like never did yeah and so basically i did that one little wedding and they were obsessed with the photos and although it was horrible edits back then because like you know back then what was cool was like freaking i don't know <laughs> matt some matte vibes oh and, yeah uh, like, uh-huh. not that like if that's your style cool but um oh, no i was more into that back in that that time that frame too. Yeah. yeah so it was like very matte like very just mm, dirty looking to me um now looking back so yeah why did i do this but also (laughs) like we all do that so it's kind of like yeah you gotta explore your options here when yeah absolutely um yeah yeah. so it came from like you know doing that one wedding and then telling their friends and then somehow 
a wedding planner from church and said that was amazing. It was like, here, like I have a couple weddings coming up. Would you like to like come do this? I'm like, look, I've never shot full weddings before. I think we need to like tone this back because I don't know what the heck that is. And I don't want to script somebody's day, you know? Yeah. So like, she's like, no, it's okay. Like they, they just, they can't really afford a photographer. So I'm like, I was like, so is this like a free thing or right? Yeah. Like, um, she goes, no, they'll pay you $500. I was like, okay. (laughs) So, um, literally I feel like my whole business, like when I first got started, I really put like, uh, how, how the people say like the carriage before the horse. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've always, it's always been that like, I'll, I would do something and then I would go learn about like exactly like how other people do it later. Um, and, um, YouTube has, was like my biggest like resource. Um, and so, yeah. And then after that I started like asking and inquiring about like, you know, education and stuff like that. Uh, so, um, which was really hard by the way, like as a new photographer and that's one thing I just, in our industry, I can't understand because I had reached out to kind of like the biggest photographer out here in this area. And, um, they basically came back in the email and was like, look, that's great. And all you want to be a photographer, how cute. And, um, this is our area. And I just, we can't really like teach people or have you as an intern, um, in our area. That was basically it. Yeah. And I was like, that's really weird to me uh-huh. that you'd be intimidated by someone who knows nothing <laughs> about photography, um, though you have an established business, um, you know, from the looks of it, I'm just like... And aren't there like a million that? people? So like... Yes. There's yes. plenty of... Like, yes. you can't shoot every single wedding. You cannot. And I'm like, <laughs> there are so many people getting married. There are so many people putting rings on, you know, uh, putting rings on fingers on Valentine's Day and Christmas mm-hmm. and all these things. I'm like, literally, the supply is not enough. There aren't enough photographers. Like, yeah. there yeah. aren't enough people yeah. cover all the people that are continually getting engaged getting married is an industry that will never die right like no. people are always gonna fall in love mm-hmm. you know yeah. and there's and, so much diversity out there of budgets and of styles and personalities mm-hmm. and things that it's like why not share some of the things that took you years to figure out trial and error and be mm-hmm. like hey you're you're a budding photographer you've shot like two weddings uh here this is what i learned after like my first hundred weddings <laughs> yeah here like here's a little bit of a leg up i am because uh i i ran into the same thing i started my business in austin and mm. i reached out to i mean i i don't know i just like googled people i was like i don't know austin wedding photographer i definitely wasn't showing up in that list and i just yeah. clicked on a couple of them and was like hey i'd love to like you know, second or third shoot for you for free. And they pretty much said the same thing. Like, uh, no, no, that's nice that you want to join, uh, join the industry, but we're, I think we're tapped out right now. We're good. We have enough photographers and, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the, I mean, Rachel and I have talked about this uh, before on the podcast, and that's why why we started teaching workshops and why we started the podcast was because there's so much that you can learn um, and so much that we can share as, you know, uh, industry professionals who have been in the business for years uh, that we can share to people who are getting started uh, to where you don't get those emails of, 
uh, no, you know, figure it out on your own. Go check out YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and another thing too, is like, I understand when your plate is too full to add on more people for the day, like day of weddings and things like that, that you don't, you, you know, your day of weddings, like you're not trying to teach people how to do things that you're mm-hmm. trying to do your job that you're paid to do kind of thing. But that was one of the reasons why I felt like this podcast was a great option for those kinds of people who reached out to me when I didn't have a spot for them, I can point mm-hmm. them to this and be like, Hey, I, I don't have a spot for you right now. Like I, I just can't make it work at this time, but mm-hmm. here's the podcast. And I want to give away as much free information as I can, uh, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So, uh, so yeah, this, it, it's crazy how the industry can be like that. And I love that we have that movement right now of community over competition. I think it's so, yeah. It's so much more healthy, you know? And now, like, I know there's so many, like, amazing resources online and, like, so many, like, free information, like, so much free information. And so, um, you know, I know now, like, it's hard for me just to take on someone and teach them. But I'm like, look, I can't teach you at my weddings, but if you pay for, like, a one-on-one, like... I will teach you. Exactly. Yeah. And so I had even offered to those people as like the second email after I got that email back, I was like, look, I will pay you what you're worth. Just tell me what I need to do. I want to learn from you. And that was kind of like one of the things that really offset me is that not even then whenever I offered to pay them for mentoring me that they were like, no. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's sad. So, um, I think it was that, that pivotal moment for me that was like, it fueled my anger and fire it was like, you know what? I don't care anymore about learning from you. Obviously you definitely would be a great teacher. Um, you know, I feel like what basically set me off was like, you know what, if you're not going to teach me, I'm going to learn everything myself. And I'm going to be better than you. Uh-huh. So no joke. Like I'm very competitive in that area. Like I really, I really am. I was like, I, if you're going to be a really crappy teacher, if you're going to be a really crappy, like you're really big and you look great on the internet, you know, you do it for the likes, whatever, fine. But like, I'm going to do something and I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to be different and I'm going to change this up so that people have options. Like yeah. if they, they're inquiring to learn about photography, then they can ask me to, to pay me for my time and I'll, I'll teach them. Um, yeah. Granted, like if you're an associate photographer, a little different because you're coming on to work with me, I'll help right. you out, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a little different, um, yeah. but man, uh, it was, it's just really interesting how all that started. And so basically that fueled my fire and I literally did not leave the computer for like, I don't know, three months after that. It was like <laughs> soaking everything in all the, all the information you can get. Yeah. But back then that was nine years ago. They didn't have a lot of information. No, you know, they who really had didn't. all the information? SLR lounge. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So your girl learned flash before she knew natural light. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we've talked about this before about how, you know, when I I started in 2011 and like YouTube was barely getting started. Online education was just not a thing. And, um, I started out doing a correspondence course with the New York Institute of Art. (laughs) I think I saw that option too, but like, I was like SLR lounge, free stuff. But then I also, didn't know what that was back then. <laughs> I know. Okay. There, uh, that was just like for, I don't know. They were the ones that popped up for me on like YouTube. Yeah. And so, man, I was like, man, they do some really cool things with flash. So like literally all of my galleries went from like matte to like nothing but flash. So uh-huh. <laughs> and what's that song? It's like flashing lights. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so, okay, did you guys become officiants like because of COVID or is that something that you guys did before? So when I used to do a lot of elopements, um, I was doing a lot of traveling, like maybe like four, three and a half, four years ago. And so in that time, what made sense to me is if I became an officiant. So while we were out there that I could actually marry them. Um, that way so they could I'll, truly have an, an elopement. And, yeah. a, and a true, a true elopement. And I could sign off on documents. Yeah. A lot of these elopements ended up being just them saying their vows to each other. And I would just sign their document. There's, I really do, there's not much you have to really say. Okay, yeah. I'll pronounce you husband and wife. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and so doing that made me feel like I could even do this for like big weddings. If for some reason someone didn't show up. Mm. And I've had that happen before um, oh, where like another photographer called me, officiant didn't show up, Jess, can you come? And I'm like, sure. You know, so like, it, it's just, it's really nice to be able to like kind of come in and save the day. Just mm-hmm. like not even like not even having to be paid for it just because I know like I'm helping someone out and it just yeah. goes to them. Um, and so like I, and for like all of our other clients, you know, that like, kept asking about it. I was like, okay, well now my husband, you need to get a, you get a license too when he became full time with me. And so I was like, well, um, you know, this way you can marry people and I can take the pictures so they can feel like they're having like a real ceremony. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was really cool. So, um, cool. yeah, it's just, it's been really, really fun, really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And you guys have done such, I think because you had so much uh, experience with elopements before you've done such a good job during COVID of like making sure that you can still serve people so well and still, you know, you, you have the experience with elopements. You knew how to pivot and tell them like, Hey, okay, you can't have your big wedding right now, but like, Hey, let's do an elopement, you know? So a lot of people like, you know, it's just mostly, I think like whenever my brides, they would sound so depressed on the phone and they were like so torn about like moving their date to next year. They're like, I really don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I still want to party with my family. Yeah. You know? And so, um, one thing I've learned doing weddings is that people don't put on a big show for themselves. They don't do it for the bride and groom. The bride and groom do not do it for themselves. They want to party with their family. Mm-hmm. The most important thing to them is that their family and friends have a good time. Yeah. That's what the wedding is for. And also for them, but mainly because they only get like a good 30 minutes of time alone with themselves. Yeah. 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 And so, um, uh, one thing it's just like, you know, I, I needed to do is like to like really help my, my clients feel safe to make them feel comfortable with like going ahead and eloping. Um, not like, cause I was, I'm, I haven't like booked anything else on their date. It's like, well, if you still want to go ahead and just get married, um, then we can do that and then do like a, a small party next year, you know? Yeah. And so a lot of people have opted to do that and, yeah. um, And this kind of helps me because, um, you know, I just, I think about like how, how awful it must feel to have been planning this wedding for a year to two Mm -hmm. years and then like, you know, not being able to do it. And then, well, you know, now they can actually do something about it and have a good time, have all their dream pictures captured. And like, you know, we have the most fun doing it. So it's like, and there are amazing places all around Texas to do it. And still that's cost, cost effective. Yeah. Um, 
because I didn't charge, I haven't charged a single client a rebooking fee. Not a yeah, single. I one. haven't either. That was no, my because it's I, not I their fault. Oh yeah, yeah I couldn't yeah. do it. No. Yeah, no, it's not their fault, and I mean it's not our fault either. But it's it's still like at the end of the day, like we love our clients, right? Like, I mean, at least I do. I like my, my couples like become somewhat like family to me. And like I, the last, like it broke my heart to have to hear tears and trying to figure out like how to make this work. I'm like, the last thing I'm going to do is charge you because you literally had all this planning going on and without your, anything to do with you, it had to be changed. Like I just, no, I couldn't, I can't imagine. And when I've heard of other vendors charging a rebooking fee, I'm like, are you serious guys? Come on. I I don't know. I just don't know how people like, I get like, yes, it it, it is taking the next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've thought about that too. And another, and you know, I was like, you know, my salary next year is not going to be the same as this year. Yeah. But then I decided it will be, and it'll be more. You know why? Uh-huh. Because I'm adding on associates. I also have my skincare. I also have my earrings. And so, you know, and those are things, those are businesses once you have your systems in place that you can have other people run and still make money. Yes. And I actually, I used COVID to my advantage for that um, because there were several times, like several weddings where my couples rebooked or wanted to reschedule their wedding where I was not available, but I had already started to add on associates like right prior to COVID and I offered my associates and they took them up on that. So it helped my, now my associates have portfolio with their shooting, my editing, and we can push my associates now and I can serve even more couples. And so, yeah, no, and I feel like doing those kinds of things like first of all karma hello um, so if you if you treat others well like it's going to come back tenfold on for you so that's kind of how I, I love to do my business is like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and charge you guys because a pandemic happened that hadn't it was totally out of your control yeah. and I know if I serve them really well and I do that then they're in turn going to tell other people like hey we were served really well they treated us awesome and I'm and, and then that's just going to end up helping you out in the long run obviously that's not why we do it but that is the end result of what happens when you're kind to people yeah no it really is and I really feel like my business has excelled during COVID more so than anything else because they're telling their friends they're Mm -hmm. like Jess is amazing she has a heart she's not in it just for the dollars you know and because I, I know like um I mean being on the higher end of like you know, uh, budgets, yeah. people appreciate that you treat them like humans instead of yes. dollar signs. Right. And yes. so like, I mean, I mean that happens with everyone, but like usually there's a lot of people that just hire people to hire their vendors just as a vendor. Yeah. That's not who I want to be hired as. And I tell people that in our initial phone call, like, yeah. I don't want to just be your vendor. And I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, during COVID, I feel like I've really excelled because of the fact that we're not recharging like booking fees. They're sending their friends and stuff from other states to inquire with me. And so I'm like, well, I can send associates to go out there, you know, and still make a, like, it's a small profit, but the whole thing about if you, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a photographer, the goal isn't just to be a photographer forever. 
the yeah. goal is to be an entrepreneur and be able to take care of yourself for like your remaining years if you're full time. Because if you're just a photographer, where's your retirement plan? Where's like all these other things, you know, to yes. take care of you in the future? And yeah. so having associate photographers are something to look at for a long run when it comes to like, you know, building out your brand for the continuing years. Because yes. I know when I'm 40 something years old, I don't want to be like, you know, dying in the heat, like carrying around all this gear. So uh, just, just stuff to think about. And that's the reason why I think like COVID, even though COVID happened at first, I was really worried. My anxious, my anxiety was high, but at the same time, I was like, well, we've got a plan to, to make this work for us. And I feel like through each, you know, big thing and most people's like businesses, a lot of, a lot of us have tried to, to, um, use it to our advantage and yeah uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's what a lot of uh creatives um miss is because like a, a lot of people they're they're super creative and they love the the artistic part of photography or calligraphy or whatever you're mm-hmm. using your artistic you know passion for and then you start a business you're like oh people will pay me to do this this is great and i love yeah. doing this but then like you don't know the business side of it and you don't you're just like i'm just gonna you know because I, I, I i mean like probably five years ago or so i was on that side where i was like i don't know i don't know what i'll do after i get too old to take you know wedding photos like I'll, yeah. i guess i'll pivot somewhere and i i didn't think about like the business side of hiring in associates and like starting mm-hmm. to to have a team and a studio and and all that kind of stuff um, yeah but, and, and in order to pivot too you have to take steps mm-hmm. prior to that pivot to oh, set yeah. you up for the pivot you know and yeah i think that that happens a lot as creatives you're just thinking about like oh i just love i love what i do i love photography i, I want to express myself through my art and that's fantastic, but you do have to look at the business side of things and realize how, how am I going to, because I've said it so many times, like my body is not going to let me shoot weddings forever. Nope. Weddings are hard. They are on the body days work. And I am sore for days after, especially with like this weekend, I had two weddings, like Mm. that it's hard. And, And yeah well COVID reschedules you know <laughs> I'm like, I haven't I haven't got I haven't done a big wedding in a minute so um all our stuff has been elopement since but we're mm-hmm. coming to our my my big ones so I'm a little nervous yeah my reschedule started in July so I've been I've been shooting big weddings for a couple months now yeah, <laughs> but, yeah and and so I've, I've already been that's one of the reasons why I added on the associates is because I can still have my business so if me alone, I can only shoot so many weddings per year. Like I, that's just, I only have so much time. There's only so many weekends a month, but if I can add on associates, then that, then I can elevate my business and I can grow my business without me having to kill myself basically. (laughs) So yeah. Well, okay. So kind of pivoting a little bit here. Um, I love how authentic you are in your posts and how you're not afraid to say what you think. <laughs> and I think that it, <laughs> I think that it's, um, it attracts people, um, because they find themselves, um, that they find you relatable. Um, and yeah. so, um, how did you get to a place where you felt like, cause I know a lot of us are scared to be yeah. super authentic on social media and like, what are people going to think or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is this going to, 
you know, turn people off, whatever. And um, so how did you get to a place where, or was this always how, is this just, is this just Jess? <laughs> um, well, now, yes, you're looking at her, but it took, it took me a minute to get to this point because I was terrified. If, if I said the word fuck, okay, so I'm sorry. If I'm, uh, no, you, you're, you're fine. No, you're if I said this word, like, you know, I would have been terrified in front of a client, but that was years ago whenever I didn't know who my clients were. I didn't know my ideal, um, avatar. I didn't, I wasn't actually putting my true authenticity, like my branding wasn't on par with really who I was, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, something I would decided to do is like after a little while, is just kind of start maybe showing a little bit more fun. Um, but I really believe it really helped me whenever I started um, inquiring with like branding companies to help me like do new branding for my business. And so one thing I've always wanted my, my business to be was fun, just fun. Um, Like people are like, I want stoic. I want like, I want romantic. Yes. I'm going to give you that. But I also want fun. Um, Yeah. And I think like just in personal life, a lot of things have happened up until this point to like make me who I am. Um, because without the hardships, I don't think that I would have been, I would have been as authentic as I am now. Um, and I just believe like after, you know, years and years and years of a lot of bad things happening, eventually, like, I feel like I've, I just gave up on trying to be someone else and being someone else for other people. And, um, therapy, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> therapy is what helped me get to where I am now yeah. um, to be able to be more like, okay, let me take a step back. That's not who I am. That's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and one of the biggest parts is I think it's just me saying no. Yeah. I think me getting to say no about things I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could say yes to things that I did want to do mm-hmm. is what helped me. Um, and I know it sounds it sounds so easy, but it really wasn't because I was a yes man. Um, say like a client would ask me, yes, can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm like, that's not what I you know, want to do. And yes, I know they hire me for one thing, but I really want to infuse like what I want to do artistically for my clients. And I didn't want to do certain things. So um, I just started doing more things that I wanted to do and infuse that and just posting it and showing the world that I could do those things. And then it just kind of like helped me become more of me. Um, You know, I guess the biggest thing is therapy. (laughs) I really don't know the whole answer, Mm -hmm. but I know all those accumulative things have helped me become more of like, that's my cats. Um, <laughs> more of me becoming me of who I am. Um, my husband has been the biggest supporter. Um, and uh, it, I don't think I would have been able to do a lot of things that I questioned myself on if I should show about like that. This is who I am. This is what I like doing. This is like, you know, uh, my business. And I want to be, I don't want to be a suit and tie. I don't, I, I'm so sick of it. Like it just yeah. makes me like, cringe every time I'd have to like, you know, um, be so like put on a mask and show up for business. And, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't, I couldn't be fun with my clients. Cause I'm just thinking about like, okay, what's a cool joke I heard the other day that I have to tell somebody, no, if I just like, <laughs> you know, uh, trip over something I'm like, well, I'm just going to plant face today. It's fine. But like, I, I don't know. I just think it's all about not caring. <laughs> <laughs> like you care but not cared like mm-hmm. yeah and I think therapy has done that for me 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think that because like, similarly, I I used to care what everyone thought, yeah. and and I and I was like, you know, even strangers on the street, I'm like, what are they thinking of me? And like trying to walk a certain way to where, like I I would think about the like my stride and how I was walking. I was like, <laughs> is my stride too too long? Am I taking <laughs> short steps? I was like, yeah. I've gotta I've gotta like maybe like throw in some swagger here. I don't know. Is this too much? <laughs> What are these people at Starbucks thinking? And yeah, it took, it took so long and, you know, some, some therapy and a lot of like understanding psychology of why I'm doing things. And then I was like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. And the odds are they're not thinking about me. They're probably thinking about themselves and how they're walking. And like, no one's watching me. It's cool. Like just be yourself. And whenever I started to be myself, which wasn't until like my mid twenties, um, mm-hmm. that I like embraced myself. Like I was always a, like the weird guy and I would do weird things. And yeah. But like in my mid twenties, I was like, I'm going to dye my hair purple because why not? <laughs> and I did. I did have purple hair. Yeah. I need to, I need to dye it again. We've been, we've been talking about it. Like my wife's pregnant right now and we're like, yeah. you're not like supposed to dye your hair when you're pregnant or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we're something like, like that. Yeah. We're like, maybe, maybe once. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're like, we're going to wait a little bit. Cause she wants to go blue again. And I was like, I'll go purple again. It'll be fun. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be those cool parents. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't until I really started to, um, to have like give myself the freedom to be myself and 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 not try to please everyone because I was definitely a yes man and I worried yeah. about what other people thought. I stayed at my nine to five job for way too long because I was worried about what my my boss and my other you know coworkers yeah. would think of this guy who was just like yeah all like you you've taught me so much at this job and I'm just gonna peace out and do my photography thing um, yeah but then I pieced out and did my photography thing and they are fine um, yeah and I am fine and much happier now um, and awesome. I I think it wasn't until I found that in myself and like in my personal life to be to have the freedom to do whatever not care about what other people think not worry about you know oh if i tell you know this story or if i say this word like what are people gonna say maybe i should just kind of like clean this up a little bit um and and then through doing that in my personal life that transformed my work like wedding life where i was much more myself and i was attracting people who were also weird. Um, and like I had a bride a few years ago with pink hair on the wedding day. And I was like, yes, yeah, you are my weird people. This is great. Um, Cause before I, w- I was, I was like, I have to be professional. Like I, sometimes I would wear a tie whenever I would go meet with people at coffee shops and, um, and it just wasn't, it wasn't really me. I was trying to be super professional. My emails sounded super professional. My, my about me page was in the third person about Mm -hmm. John loves to do this. And yeah, (laughs) I was like, it's so stiff. And once that like transitioned into, I'm just going to be myself. Um, I, I felt like, I could be myself and I really found my style of photography and like the people, my ideal avatars and, 
and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I am a hundred percent with you with like the whole therapy and learning psychology. Enneagram also helped a ton. Enneagram, yeah, Enneagram was amazing for me as well. Mm-hmm. And so actually, I try to I, I ask my clients to take it if they haven't. And so, um, because then I know how to work with them, you know, great Mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I think this will be a really cool way for me to get to understand you. It's a personality test. Like if you don't want to take it, I get it. But also it just helps me like really understand where you are coming from and be able to like serve you better. And I think just using those words, I think really helps them like, okay, yeah, that sounds great, Jess, you know? Um, and so what is your Enneagram? I'm I'm a three. (laughs) Woo, three's in the house. <laughs> are you a three, two, John? I thought I was for the longest time, but um, it turns out I'm a six, but I just go to three and stress. Three and sixes and... are good mm-hmm. together, okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're on that diagram. Yeah. But I was going to say something kind of like off you said, and I think it's just something I, that really stuck out to me when I was in therapy, something that, you know, I was told to say it's like to give yourself permission um, probably mm. was the hardest thing for me. Um because of like years and years of trauma for me. And I just like, well, if I express like any ounce of like true feelings, like what if, what are they going to, what are they going to say? And, um, you know, (laughs) it's really funny because, um, at this time when I was trying to discover that part of me, um, I was in a shop at, uh, in Maine, I was out there. I had like a few sessions out there and like, um, I was just like, you know, shopping down the street or whatever, right before one. And I went in there and looked around and, um, there was like all these like little self-help books kind of looking around there. And, um, and then I looked up and then there was this like necklace. Right. And I couldn't believe what was on it. And it, and I just read it and I said it out loud and it said, fuck it. So, I don't know. That moment for me literally was like a Nike moment. Just do it. Yeah. So, and I just was like, you know, who cares anymore? Like if people aren't going to book you because of who you are, they were never your clients to begin with. Mm -hmm. Like no one is yours, (laughs) you know? So like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, your people will gravitate to you because of who you are in your branding. And, um, you know, like you said in your emails, like when, whenever I was discovering kind of about like, you know, who, what my brand is, my ideal avatar and all that stuff, because that is the thing. And so, um, you know, it was just kind of, um, I lost my train of thought, but it was just, I wanted to be more me. And mm-hmm. I think that seeing that and after one, one of my last, like my last therapy sessions with my uh, therapist that was like, you know, give yourself permission. And seeing that necklace was a pivotal moment for me. And I know it sounds kind of weird, but it, it helped me a lot. Oh, yeah. And I bought that necklace. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. I was, I was going to say, I'm surprised you're like not wearing it right now. <laughs> it's actually in the bathroom. I was like, kind of like uh, when I was, this is like what I put on before the, the thing. I was like, earrings on my desk, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So like, I think that's just the whole thing. Therapy, I think is probably the biggest thing and like truly hiring people that know and understand like what you're like trying to go for in your brand can mm. help as well. And because oh, yeah. uh, if you want to be more authentic, you're going to have to hire people to help you get there professionally because there's mm. things you do have to tone down and then there's things that like you could really amplify. So yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And like, even with, um, and you mentioned earlier about having, or like having that freedom to say no yeah. to people. Um, cause I'm sure like, you know, for, for anyone, uh, those listening to the podcast, uh, not watching us live, um, Jess has green hair right now. And, um, <laughs> uh, like, I'm sure that if, if like you met with someone, they were like, yeah, we, we love your style. We want to hire you as a photographer. Um, but I don't feel comfortable with you having different colored hair. Could you like dye it brown or black or something for the wedding? Be like, yeah, I don't think we're going to fit. Like yeah, I I, that, like, cause you're being you. And yeah. I feel like, like when yeah. you can be yourself, you're going to attract people um, that are either similar to you or mm-hmm. that accept you for being you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm super laid back. Um, I, I, I like to have things in order, but yeah. I'm also like, Oh, it's not in order now. Yeah. That's cool. We'll pivot. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I add in some buffer time on wedding timelines. I'm good. But, yeah. um, but I have like a few, um, a few other photographers who have second shot with me before. And they're like, every time that I work with you, your couples are just so chill. And like, have you ever had a bridezilla? I was like, I mean, I had one, but we ended up, we, we did her bridles together. And then um, we both decided we were not a good fit for each other. And I didn't do her wedding. Um, And I was like, you like, I, I think that because I kind of throw out that vibe and, um, and I'm a little weird and a little, you know, chill and like, yeah, whatever, we'll do this. This will be fun. And, you know, uh, let me, what's, what's your favorite music? Let me make a playlist for you and let's just rock out during our engagement session. Um, I think that 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 attracts the kind of person that would want to rock out during an engagement session. Almost every single shoot. I'm like, all right, we're going to do some air guitar now. It might feel weird if you're not used to this, but yeah. you, you probably are. And usually they're like, oh, can I do drums instead? I'm like, sure, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I normally do air drums. I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah. go for it. I play the but, saxophone. It's fine. Ooh, yes. <laughs> the sexy yeah, sax that, man. That, that hot sax, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to – I'm always weird. It's like it, – it, it, it's so bad. I, I think that's one part of me I covered up a lot. Um, like, you know, trying to figure out like who I am is just like making jokes like that. Um, mm. um I'll say stuff like that during our session. And like, uh, it's funny cause I've had other photographers that just look at me like, oh, you said that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And did you yeah. see their faces? They loved it. Mm-hmm. And they were laughing. And then they did a sexy sax man movement, like with the whole saxophone and all like, yeah. You know, um, and that's one thing I think, it, and it's like, let me retract like back to the, like the people hiring you, like you would think, I guess, with kind of how more loud and vibrant I am that I would, I would attract a lot more like colored hair people or people that are just more wild. And yes, I do attract those, but my clients like usually are like engineers, they're teachers, um, they're nurses. Um, you know, and they have like these type A jobs, they work all the time. Mm -hmm. And so one thing a lot of the people say when they're, they're hiring me is that like, it just like all your pictures look like they're fun. I just, you know, and it's completely opposite of like what they do in their day to day. And they can express that they can't be free because just like, you know, a lot of people dealt with like how people visualize them, you know, it's kind of like, well, this is my time. I can actually express myself. And so I think like that's a big key factor as well is offering like 
something that they can't get on their day-to-day jobs. And so, you know, and I think that's the reason why a lot of like, I just had a client call me yesterday, just out of the blue, just like, um, is it okay if I call you right now? I just need someone to talk to you. Like I had a bad day at work. (laughs) Literally, like, like we just had like a a 45 minute conversation about like her family or her cats. And just like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I send her pictures of my cats all the time. So it's like, you know, I think that's the type of like, um, business I want to run is like just showing up, letting them like be able to express themselves, Mm -hmm. like just like a safe place. Yeah. Yes. I love that. A safe place. I love that. Cause really, uh, you know, the photography for their engagement session, bridal sessions, wedding, all of that is very intimate and it's, you're, they are not going to be able to really be comfortable if they're not comfortable with you and who you are as a person. So I I love that. Yeah. Being a safe place for your clients is, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy has taught me a lot of great things, guys. (laughs) I, I do love that the stigma of going to therapy is very much changing um, with like our generation and even uh, like whatever this, uh, what is it? Gen, Gen Z. Um, yeah. That they're like, they're teenagers and they're like, yeah, I go to therapy and it's cool. Like I'm a much better person than I was when before I did. And, yeah. and I think, preaching that it's, it's not just for people who have issues. It's you, right. you should go to therapy for maintenance. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, yes. we all have issues, whether we right. can see them or not. Exactly. And, and therapy helps you like get through, like get through to see those like oh I didn't even know that I had this like I had no idea that I had um an acceptance issue that I needed people to accept me and I needed people to like me um Mm -hmm. until I started looking into myself and and all that and I was like oh that's why I do these things that's Mm -hmm. why I you know pretend to like the eagles and I'm like yeah, yeah, Hotel California, it's amazing. And yeah. just because my friends liked the Eagles in high school, and I was like, but I like Blink-182. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was like whenever, whenever, um, uh, and, you know, it, it really helps you uh, to become yourself and to, to see the things that you don't already know um, mm-hmm. because we're all broken. And, uh, and it's, it's a good thing to, you know, throw some super glue on yourself and you know, put yourself back together. I'm like, it's cool to admit that you need help and getting the right help is where it's at. <laughs> you know, like I'm, it's so funny because as much as I talk about therapy, I always get like all these um, pop-ups on my feed now, just from <laughs> yeah. therapists, like online therapists. And it's like, Oh, you need therapy. <laughs> it's always there. It's hilarious. I mean, me and my husband laugh about it all the time. We're like, uh, <laughs> We have, we have therapists. <laughs> it's just really fun. Yeah, I'm really glad that that stigma is gone because, like, if you admitted that you need help, um, you know, even just, like, I think, well, nine, eight years ago, that would have, like, or even five years ago, I think, was still kind mm-hmm. of, like, you're going to therapy? Are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. you know? um, And so... I just like, yeah, it, it's, it's helped me a lot just to be able to say, this is authentically like who I am. And I'd like to actually be that person. And, um, uh, an exercise that you could do is literally write down, um, 
the person that you, uh, are, are, I say an alter ego. And this is what helped me is like my alter ego, um, you know, and this is who she is and that's everything I want to be. So literally, instead of saying, that's what I want to do, just do it. <laughs> you know? So, um, and so just like whenever, if someone, you know, or if I'm at a store and I want to get something and like, you know, um, and like, or say like a really loud clothing piece, do I wear that to my engagement session or do I just wear like, uh, you know, black pants and a black shirt and just like whatever, you know, um, no, like, I mean, I'm wearing black now. It is my favorite color to wear, but I also wear a lot of loud colors. Um, but, um, you know, before, like when I would go to an engagement session, I would always be like, you know, nice shoes, nice, like shirt and tie, like a dress and I say dressy tie, like, or well, mm. formal, formal vibes. Um, but now like I'll show up in my rompers and my Birkenstocks and they still love me the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think so, the answer is therapy. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Okay. I also love how, um, like you were saying that your photography, it gives off like the fun vibes. Mm -hmm. I, I always, I love your feed. I love when I see you post, like I always look at your pictures cause I just, I get that vibe. Like, it's like, Oh, so fun. I love watching it. <laughs> so, um, first did you, teach yourself posing are these like you know just from you or whatever and then um how do you could you give our listeners like maybe a few tips of like getting really authentic um moments from couples yeah um i think like you know it's it's funny because i kind of have like you know a system we all do yeah. um so and kind of working ourselves to like getting more loose um and my first thing that I do with my clients to get them loose is I make them do a walking pose because if you're getting them still just looking at each other, they're not like going to be automatically like romantic. You think they're, they just got, they were rushing to get makeup and hair done. They were rushing to put on their pants and clothes, rushing to make sure they brought like, you know, a special blanket that they wanted to lay on or whatever. Um, and you know, they're all anxiety is high and, um, I think I took this from my therapist is just like, I want to say please. And so, and there's like exercises. They like sometimes like make you breathe or make you stand up and kind of shake out jitters or whatever. So as, and it seems more like uh, childish sometimes, like you could think about kids going to school for the first time. Mm -hmm. I kind of like put that mentality. Okay. They're meeting me for the first time today. Um, so let's, 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 you know, try to make it a little safe place and then where they could feel like they can literally just breathe and everything's going to be okay. So I want to get air in their lungs. And by doing that, I'm like, okay, let's do a walking pose. So that's usually the first thing I go into. Mm -hmm. All right, grab your partner by the arm. And I'm not super like picky about it because I probably may not use the images. It's just like for them yeah. to get some blood flowing, right? <laughs> so once I get blood flowing, then I'm like, all right, just kidding. We're going to go back and now we're going to run. So, and then we go back and run. And now that they're like, they're laughing, usually by this point, they're just like, I don't know why we're running, but this is great. And then I'm yelling, like, <laughs> you guys look so cute frolicking. Like, you know, um, I, I just go into that and it's kind of just goes from there. I really feed off their energy. And so, um, you know, I could tell a lot of times guys, they took a, they, they seem to take a little bit longer, but I think because of how 
chill I am and like go with the flow kind of thing. Kind of like John was saying is like, well, if that didn't work out, cool. Now I just want you guys to like close your eyes. And one of my favorite things is my most favorite thing. Like they think it's going to be like the most chillest thing ever. And so, and they're literally standing side by side, right? Close your eyes and just breathe. I need you to take in like three breaths. So like, I was like, breathe with me. And I know it sounds silly, but like they breathe in with me a few times. And then I said, I'm going to count to three. And on that, on, on that note, I'm going to tell you something to do. You ever played mother may I? And they're like, yeah. So, um, you know, and I'll count to three and I'll say dance like nobody's watching. And they're like, okay. So they kind of like, oh crap. Okay. So what do I do? Cause that, you know, I get them calm for a minute so they can like, you know, get in their thoughts, they can get in their mind. And so, uh, and then all of a sudden I tell them what to do and they're like, oh my God, this is just crazy. <laughs> you know? And then it's from that moment on, like the rest of the shoot, is just fun. The guys feel like they can loosen up and they feel like they can just say whatever they want to say to me. And I don't know. I just feel like it works. I love that. Um, so, um, yeah, just creating like that safe place. And I think like in that moment, like when they think I'm about to do something serious, like a serious pose or something, like it's literally opposite of what they're thinking. And so it just gets them out and yeah. And I think like most of like, if you see like a whole like bunch of different stuff, I send my questionnaire, um, you know, before like engagement shoots, like, you know, I know you guys see me with smoke bombs. I know you see like, if you want like, you know, drone, if you want whatever you want, like I, I list it out and they say, okay, this is what I would like to do. Um, but sometimes like, you know, I would just surprise them like, Hey, I brought a smoke bomb today. And they're like, what? Like, even if they said they were like, no, nah, they were like every single time they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds so stupid, but it's like, it's just like, something like that. And they feel special, you know? So, um, I think like doing that and then every session I bring them a gift, um, as well. So I think that also lightens the mood. Mm -hmm. Um, like I'll go, like if I go to like a store, I see like these bulk, like guest books that they can sign, like, and usually like Michael's or like uh, Hobby Lobby or any of those like craft stores, they'll have them on sale. Sometimes you can find like a bunch of like things on sale. And so I just grab a whole bunch of those and then I make like a little gift box. And whenever we go to our engagement session, I just, here's your gift. And they're automatically like, I kind of forgot to say that at the beginning and I like give that to them and then they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so sweet. So honestly, I think it's just like putting the client's needs before yours and just kind of seeing where they're at and um, making them feel safe in the, in the space that we're at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I love That's it. great. I love the gift idea because like, I know <clears throat> for myself, if I showed up to, to meet someone in person, probably for the first time, and I'm going to be like in front of the camera or I'm going to be doing something kind of vulnerable. And then yeah. they're like, Hey, I brought you this gift. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like it automatically yeah. gives you happy vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it makes you yeah. more personable instead of just a camera. Yeah. And because uh, I know for guys, like we are super awkward in front of the camera because we don't know what to do. We don't, you know, we don't do a lot of the, the cute selfie poses. Um, we're just like, I don't know, I'm just going to sit here. And is this good? And yeah. Um, and yeah, so like whenever you're in front of the camera, it's like, I don't even know what to do with my hands. I'm just in the I'm pockets. Is good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, like, uh, I used to actually send them in the mail. Um, and then I think I heard, I don't know if it was on a podcast. I don't know where I heard it, but I heard someone say that they brought them to engagement sessions to lighten the mood. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And so like, I just, that's what I started doing. And, um, sometimes I kind of forget that I have in the car and then I'll give it to like mid session. If I feel like maybe they just need something to lighten the mood. I was like, I forgot something in the car right back. And so I'll go and I'll get it and then they'll open it. And then it's just like, Oh my gosh, this is so sweet. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, like when you're talking to your dog, you're like, good boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> so ADD, it's so bad. um anyway but yeah gifting is cool um it really does help like lighten the mood and then also like i really feel like that one like walking poses gets blood flowing and then two just kind of like the dancing one like i i I love it like you little like you know how you know those poses where they're standing side by side and just holding hands looking opposite directions all like you know like uh magazine vibes or whatever Uh um i love that pose that's great and all but like it I feel like a lot of times they, they think that they're about to do that, but they're literally doing that with their eyes shut and they're just looking forward. And I like, I make them breathe with me a few times and then I count to three and then they, they dance. So, and, and I don't think um, I've ever had like people that never dance that at first it is awkward. So sometimes I mm-hmm. use it because basically what I'm doing is I'm creating a gift um, and for that, for those pictures. Um, and so I just, it's really funny because sometimes they're like, wait a minute, I wasn't ready for that. Let's do it again. And so I'm like, sweet, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it really, it's just fun. So yeah, I think that's just one thing I really wanted to infuse in my brand. It's just more fun. Um, there's like all like the romantic stuff. Yeah, we'll get all of that. And then more some on wedding day. But like mm-hmm. literally and truly, like when are they going to get to be big kids and um, go somewhere and get to do just stuff that they would want to do when they're kids, like running through the forest. I don't know. Um, you know, so that's just kind of my vibes. I, I really love the wild, where the wild things are. Have you guys ever watched that movie? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, a lot of my like personality, I feel like sometimes is from that. Like, I feel like, so I know it's super weird. And that that's, I feel like that's <laughs> kind of like what I want my clients to feel. I just want them to feel free. Mm. Um, love that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no uh, where the wild things are was like my uh my theme for my son when he was born and I Aww. like I did his uh because I, I used to be a newborn photographer that was like what I specialized in yeah and um so I did in in our front yard I put together like him it was a, co- a composite obviously like he was like wrapped in this little white thing with the crown on and i had all the little stuffed animals of the wild things behind him on a stump in my front yard oh my god it's like one of my favorite pictures yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we actually our my husband and i first dance was to one of the songs from there oh that's so fun i love yeah. that <laughs> um it's just that's just like you know how i've always wanted to be and i just felt like i could never do that in my business and so yeah, yeah. Um, well this has been amazing thank you so much for being on with us i just have had so much fun talking to you um so something we do uh at the end of every podcast is we talk about what we're loving um so 
Uh, Jess, would you like to tell us what you're loving today? <laughs> All right. So I, it's kind of bad because I don't know her name. And actually, I was trying to look it up uh, right before here, um, right before this. And so it's a girl. She's on Facebook, and she does murder mysteries and makeup. I literally, yes. ha- like, love listening to her um, when I'm editing or um, – completely distracted from real work and emails. Um, I literally will just like listen to her. I can't stop listening to her. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> but like I could come back and post it up in here for people. To, yeah. Cause you know, I've heard of her too. And I cannot think of her name either. So yeah. yes, definitely you post it because I've heard it's amazing. Stuff. But like, you know, and it's so funny because I used to be terrified of like, I don't do scary movies. Okay. No, I'm I don't either. Scary movie person. Like, no, ma'am. So, like, <laughs> I will I will straight up. You say, um, it's coming on, out. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to watch a scary movie. I'm like, you can go with your friends. Bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, but it's funny how, like, really attentive I am to, like, all the murder documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I think it's because, like, with movies, it's unexpected and I don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. then, like, with the murder documentaries, like, I've kind of heard it before, but also, like, it's already happened. So like I yeah. guess kind of weirdly, I know it's a weird thing. I get that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, murder mysteries is where it's where Jess is at in, yeah. in today's life, and it's I know it's not They're happy dead. and fun, but <sighs> it, <laughs> like I don't know why it's always like it amazes me sometimes like the creativity that some of these people have. I know they're using it in a bad way, but like. Oh my God, what the heck? How do you even think like this? Um, yes, but anyway, yeah. yeah, murder mysteries, guys. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. John, so what we'll, are you? We'll have that posted in the show notes too uh, for anyone. Um, is it, this is a shot in the dark, but is it Bailey Sarian? That sounds familiar. Hold on, hold the phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold the phone right up here. That's her, yes. Okay, that cool. Hurt. That yeah. hurt. That okay. hurt. That was, I'm glad you could see that because it, it did not focus it's well. It's horrible. Yeah, it was bad, bad, uh, bad, it was bad pixelated, but yeah. that is her. Okay. Bailey Sarian. I hope okay. we're saying it right. But yeah. like, if you haven't listened to her, please do. Go spend yeah, like, we'll put it in the show notes so that everybody yeah. can go listen to her because, mm-hmm. yes, oh, yeah. I've heard she's amazing. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to check and, her out. And she does like some cool makeup stuff too as you're going along. So you learn, you learn how to do some makeup and you get a murder mystery in. (laughs) Sign me up. Uh (laughs) Uh, All right, John, what you loving? Okay. Um, Let's see. I'm loving. uh, Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier before we went live. Um, I'm loving a new podcast. Um, I just found out about it yesterday. Um, And it is, it's called Smartless. And it is hosted by three different guys. um, And one of them will choose a guest and surprise the other two with who they're going to be talking to. So they have like nothing prepared to talk to whoever their guest is. <laughs> I and love it. Just, like, they'll so give a little, kind of um, oh yeah. Yeah. And they'll give like little hints of, and this person does this and they have their own podcast and they do. And then they're like throwing out names, trying to figure out who it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the three guys that host it are, um, uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Will Arnett, and uh, Sean Hayes, and it is—it's pretty funny. I listened to the first episode today, uh, where they had Dak Shepard on, and it was 
it was good. Um, Gotta love so Dak. It's a it's a good kind of um, they. It's I mean it's mostly comical. Uh, they yeah. tell a lot of jokes and stuff, but it's also um, I don't know if it was just because it was Dax being on there, but they got into some like philosophical things and mm-hmm. some like deep meanings of like why you do things, and of course they talked about uh, you know addiction and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it was really good. Really I cool. enjoyed it, and um, and then also Dots Pretzels. Um, I had uh, I I did a bridal shoot a couple months ago and met up at the makeup artist's house and she was like hey do you want some you know these pretzels they're amazing and I had a couple of them I was like these are like so good and they're like slightly seasoned um and yeah it's dots I think it's with a z d-o-t-z uh, okay. Okay. they're really good I am addicted right now. They're like my go-to, like while I'm editing, while I'm emailing, I just have just poor little bowl. I can't eat them out of the bag because I will just keep eating them. So like poor <laughs> um, little bowl. I'm like, I've got to like portion control this thing. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Pretzels There's and podcasts. Great. That's where I'm I am like, today. Well, I guess if we're talking about foods and stuff, like <laughs> chai tea latte. Okay. So um, mm-hmm. that's like, Listen, all right, so Starbucks sucks. I, I don't drink Starbucks. I'm like, coffee is, yep. from there is like literally like garbage to me. Yes. Um, there's this place called Blue Door Coffee here in the Woodlands. And so like uh, they have the best chai tea latte. Uh, like, oh, I'm going to have to try it next time I'm in the Woodlands, which will be soon. So me too. come on yeah. down, girl. I will take you and show you a good time. <laughs> <laughs> So like, yeah, it's really good. And they have all the different types of milks for you. So because your girl's lactose intolerant. Yes. Okay. So that is one thing that pisses me off so much about Starbucks. I'm like, why can you not get on the oat milk like bandwagon? Mm-hmm. You got you got your soys, you got your coconuts, you got your almond. You can't oat milk is the only only it's, one it's for the me. Best. It's the cream. It's the only one for me too. Yep. And only one. one. I hate I was like I stopped going to Starbucks because they didn't have it. <laughs> yes, because yeah. it then your coffee tastes like crap. I don't I soy milk just has that that aftertaste. So I mean it is the best option, I feel like, at Starbucks. But coconut milk makes it watery, almond milk makes it watery. It's not good. It's not yeah. good. It's not that's where it's at. And you know, I like uh supporting small businesses anyway. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Small coffee shops. And they, like the small coffee shops, they always put so much time into figuring out what roasts they're going to use and like how to, how to brew it correctly and all that. Don't burn their beans. And anytime that I talk to them about like, oh yeah, I really love this, this roast. And they're like, oh yeah, we went to this, like we went to the coffee farm or whatever and like walked through and picked all this stuff out. And I'm like, that is awesome. I am definitely coming back here because you know what's up. Um, yeah. yeah, that's why. Like when when we used to meet uh, couples in person, um, I would always throw out like, "Oh yeah, we can meet at like Harvest or Go Go Coffee, or mm-hmm. we can go to Tipsy Bean." R.I.P. Which R.I.P. Tipsy Bean? I know it's sad. I hope that they come back after all this uh, pandemic and everything. But anytime yeah. that they were like, "Oh, there's a Starbucks by my house. Can we just meet there?" I'm like. <laughs> We can. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, so, Jess, do you do, like, straight up um, chai tea, or do you do dirty chai tea? With... Dirty. Okay, cool. Me too. Yeah. I'm like, give me two shots, put that mm-hmm. in there. Yes. Yeah, all the way. Dirty chai, all the way. I yeah. need oh, yeah. 
All of it. I, I'm not kidding. I probably had four of them yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like I needed to get out of the house and work. And so, so it's really hard. I have six animals. Okay. I don't, I mean, I don't know if you've seen them run around. Yeah, it's like dogs around. So they're like, I, you heard the dogs barking. <laughs> but like, so anyway, like, yeah. So having six animals, sometimes they're all like, they're very distracting and I can't help it, but want to like roll with them on the floor. I want to pet them all the time. Yep. And so like, I'm like, you look so cuddly right now. So I'll get on the couch and I'll cuddle them. <laughs> and I'm like, 30 minutes goes by. I'm like, crap, I forgot to get to this email. And so like, that's probably one of the hardest things about working from home um is for me is my animals and me wanting to play with them all the time and i want to take them outside i want to give them all the treats so Mm -hmm. i was like gotta get out of the house so i live um at blue door coffee if you want to look up that address that's where i live now (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, i love it cool i'm definitely i'm i'm marking that down any because they're I I feel like there's another is blue giraffe near that's in spring I think um blue giraffe is another uh good coffee shop um and that's usually where I meet people in like the Woodland Spring area I'm like oh yeah. I know this one and it's it's decent it's good okay so I haven't gone back to this yet because it is kind of far for me, but it's called yeah. Melting Leaf CBD. And um, it's in spring. I don't know okay. if anyone's around that area, but they make um, like lattes with CBD in it. And oh, oh my God. That's cool. What? Like CBD awesome. coffee and lattes? What is this magical thing? Um, like, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Let me tell you, it was amazing. And um, I I'm I don't promote a lot of other coffee places, but let me tell you what, get you some of that. It was amazing. <laughs> I've actually like that's one of the other <laughs> side note, another business I was looking into because I look <laughs> <laughs> like. Listen, I'm gonna try to find a way to make some CBD coffee for everybody. Oh, that's the well, my husband makes his own CBD oil, and oh, I love that. He does all of that stuff. So he's he actually wants to start a business with all of that soon too. He's just like figuring out all the ins and outs because CBD is, it's, it is popping. Well, and it's, it's a hard one to have a business with because of all the laws and regulations and everything. And so you have to, he, he's really digging in to figure out, to make sure he does it right. Right. And that's because my skincare, my skincare line has CBD in it as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, uh, it was shut down on Shopify. Yep. Mm-hmm. After like I had it on there for like three months. And so I didn't, I guess maybe they changed something or hmm. I have no idea. But um, so now I'm having to rebuild a new website. So it's actually don't have a website. That's the reason why I haven't like been promoting as much. And then plus yeah. like wedding season just came up. So now I'm like looking for someone to help me like take care of that side of the business for me. Cause I just yeah. don't have the time. Um, yeah. But like, yeah. So um, yeah, CBD is, uh, really particular cause you really have to like look for, um, certain sites that'll let you host it and all these yep. other things, so. the regulations per state and all of that stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really and, and counties, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Every county is different too. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, yeah, Rachel, I, what are you yes, my, I am. Um, so lately after every wedding, I do same day sneak peeks at my weddings. And so 
Yeah. So I take those same day sneak peeks. I realized I, what I used to do is just like post a picture of like one of my favorites from the sneak peeks um, the next day and tell people like, you know, call to action, like go check out the sneak peeks by clicking the link in my, you know, profile or whatever. Nobody does that except for like, you know, the bride and then, and the bride's like their parents or something. Yeah. 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 So, um, I started, um, doing, uh, stories with my, uh, with my sneak peeks and I started using story art, the app. And so, so I do, um, a story art, you know, for every wedding now and put that on there just so that I can get all of them. It's not like one at a time because some of my same day sneak peeks, I give a lot like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not this weekend, but last weekend, I did my largest same-day sneak peek gallery ever, which was 113 images. It's like, oh, this one's good, too. I'm going to add this one in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's really helped. Gallery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really helped me to, like, you know, concentrate it into just a couple of posts instead of having, like, 50 million posts um, mm-hmm. that people have to click through. But, um that has been a way to really have my um, work out there in an easily accessible way. And I have seen a ton of engagement from that. So um, story art, it's a free app. And there's, I mean, you can, there's in-app purchases where you can, you know, purchase well, Canva, like different. Like, I don't know if you've heard of Canva. Canva? Yeah. Canva's yeah. great. I too. used to do the, I mean, I used to do a lot of the, I guess you kind of, you make it all pretty for your, in your stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I use Canva for that and it's free. Yeah. Yeah. Canva is great too. Story art is great for like stories because it has templates that you just drop your pictures into. These I love that. Different That's things. cool. So it makes it really easy. I so yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm loving right now. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I, I really need to get, I've, I've been enjoying those uh, sneak peek slides. I'm like, I need to do something more than just like throwing one photo up there yeah. over and over again. Uh, something that's, you know, good, like branding and everything that'll, it looks like me instead yeah. of just a photo that also yeah. looks like me, but you know, <laughs> well, um, well, this was a lot of fun. Jess, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Where can our listeners find you? Where can they follow all things Jess? Um, well, um, first you can go to Instagram. It's at we the romantics and, um, website is www.wetheromantics.com. Sometimes I feel like I'm saying a lot of W's. So I get a little confused. <laughs> um, yeah. And then on Facebook, we were, we the romantics. It's literally, if you type in we the romantics, we should pop up. Yeah. 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 yeah go good. check them out. Their work is amazing and they're super fun to follow. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. Well, we will um we'll be back in the Facebook group again next week uh with another episode. And until then, we'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark Podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark Photography Podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark Podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience, 
You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.